Well, this is the audio version of an article I wrote called The Joy Cycle. And if you'd prefer read this or if you'd like to read and listen, you can sign up for my Substack, which is the link in the show notes of this episode. You can just click the link there and sign up and have all of my articles, podcasts, and interviews sent directly to your inbox on a weekly basis so you can stay up to date with all the new things that I am working on. So let's get started. The joy cycle. Well, I think the word joy is misunderstood. And it gets mixed up with words like happiness, fun, or cheerful. And I think all of these words just feel slightly off to me. Joy means something else. Uh, It isn't naive in the same way. I think it's earned. And it can't be manufactured or used as a distraction the same way that words like fun or happiness or cheerful can. Some examples of what joy are to me. Joy is the first laughter after a very painful cry. Or joy is what I imagine it feels like to watch your kids graduate after raising them for 18 years. Or joy is the feeling you get when you finally get that job offer after countless rejections. I think a good definition of joy is when we've processed the good and bad of our lives and are satisfied with where we've landed once the dust has settled. And, you know, ultimately I think joy is the thing we are all spinning our wheels striving to find. It's the thing that all humans are ultimately searching for is this deep joy. So how do we get there? Well, it's not easy. And modern culture makes finding joy incredibly elusive. And I think it's half of us are doing one thing and the other half are doing the other. So I'll start with the first half of us are very consumed with our careers, with making money, with gaining status, or working toward any other vain metric that tends to leave you feeling very lonely in your success. For some reason, a lot of us are really consumed by this. And the other half of us are very busy with family, with life's obligations, and just getting by. And when this is the way you live, you don't really leave much time for yourself at all. You kind of put your dreams on hold, and before you know it, you've never actually chased down what you wanted for your life all along. And personally, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've spent seasons where I'm hyper-selfish, and I've also spent seasons where I'm hyper-selfless. And on their own, neither one brought me joy. And both of them on their own felt like I was really missing a piece of fulfillment and joy in my life. So why was this the case? What was I doing wrong here? And I think, like most things in life, neither direction is all good or all bad. And I think we can only find joy by balancing two very distinct aspects of the human experience. And those two things are individual fulfillment and communal investment. So I'll start with the first, individual fulfillment. What is individual fulfillment? So I think there's a distinction we have to make very clear from the beginning, and that is that individual fulfillment means actualizing your fullest potential as a single person on this planet. And I underline, underscore the word potential because the word potential cannot in this definition be confused with the word desire. In fact, most of the time, our potential is at odds with our desires. 
you know, some examples of desires. I desire to sit at home and eat donuts when my potential is eating healthy and lifting weights. Or I desire to be a famous person when my potential is to live free of concern of how the world sees me. Or I desire to zone out and look at my phone when my potential is to call a friend and actively see how they're doing in their life, to do something active instead. And this distinction is vital for us to recognize. We are marketed that our desires are our potential all day, every day. It's really effective because desires are simple and potential is really hard. So now that we've distinguished the two, that we are seeking our potential instead of desires, here's why it's important. I always go back to the analogy of if you're on an airplane, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first in order to help those around you. And I think the same goes for chasing your fullest potential. If you don't take ownership of your life and the possibilities of what it could be, you will lose sight of yourself altogether. You will be dissatisfied with yourself altogether. So in a sense, your potential is your oxygen. And if you don't fight for it, if you don't advocate for it, you will never ever find peace with yourself. You will always feel like there's a piece of yourself that's missing that you're not going the distance for, that you're not fighting for, and therefore you will never find full joy. So individual fulfillment means actualizing your fullest potential as a single person on this planet. That is one direction you have to focus. The other direction we have to focus on is communal investment. And so now that we've really defined that chasing potential instead of desires is the direction we should be going for our individual fulfillment, it becomes much more clear that our potential can only be reached when it is shared with others. So this, quite honestly, has been a really hard lesson for me personally to learn. You know, I tend to be a, a bit of a lone wolf. It's easier for me to just focus on my work and really lean into my individual fulfillment with all of my time, I can be very selfish and jealous of my time. It's, it's kind of a problem that I'm working through right now. But the older I get, the more I realize I can never reach my fullest potential on my own. Anytime I've ever had any success that I'm just by myself on my mountaintop alone, it never feels right. I can never find joy without sharing those moments with those that I love and those that love me in return. And... Ultimately, communal investment is just about sharing your life with other people. It's mostly just sitting around and being together. If you're conditioned or if your natural inclination is to see returns on your time, this process can be incredibly challenging to trust, the just sitting around and being together part. And here's the magic of it is that you don't see the gains of that time spent until it saves your life in your time of need, until those friends come through for you in a way that no other force on the planet could do. And I say that there's no other force. I truly believe there is no substitute for what these relationships can provide in our life. Uh, the writer David Brooks says that people tend to want to live up to their friends' high regard. And I believe that to be very true, that deep friendships really do bring out the best in all of us. So being committed to a community means pushing your friends and family in the direction they want to go. This is your active engagement in their life. It means being there during the highs and the lows. It means sticking around when it gets really hard. It means offering and receiving forgiveness, grace, love, and laughter together. These are the types of relationships that push us closer to joy.
to sum it all up, the joy cycle is really achieving a balance of these two forces. And that takes incredible amounts of time. It takes discipline. It takes patience. And basically, if you spend your life denying your desires in favor of your potential, you will be satisfied with yourself. That's one side of the coin. And in the other side of the coin, if you spend your life giving your energy and time to a community that inspires you back, you will also be satisfied in sharing your journey with them. And so it's important to note that neither of these will ever be perfect and that there will be some seasons where you are pursuing one over the other more often. But it's vital that we remember that both are worth pursuing with our full force. And this is the cycle. This is the joy cycle, in my opinion. So when you stick to it, I'm confident that you will find more joy, true joy, fulfilling joy in your life that you won't be able to find without these two forces working together. Thanks for listening. Again, if you want updates sent straight to your inbox, uh, please go sign up in my Substack. That is the link in the show notes. The end of this episode, I have a great, great interview coming up this week. And I look forward to sharing that with you. And until next time, thanks again for listening.